Thanks for joining us for this special first Friday edition of Jesus is Real Radio. I'm joined in the studio with Daniel Fusco. He's the lead pastor of Crossroads Community Church. Daniel's the author of two books, Ahead of the Curve, and his latest, Honestly, Getting Real About Jesus and Our Messy Lives. Daniel can also be seen on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for his brand new TV program called Real. Daniel, thanks for joining me today. Josh, how you doing? How's everyone doing out there in Jesus' real radio land? (laughs) I'm guessing they're tuned in. They're doing great. Um, Well, let's get started like we usually do, Daniel. Uh, Would you open us with prayer? I would love to. Father, we want to thank you so much that you love us with an everlasting love, that your care for us extends to every part of our lives. There's nothing that is inconsequential about us to you. And Father, we want to place this time in your most capable hands. Lord, you know everyone who's listening, however they're listening, you know exactly what they need to hear today. And God, I just ask that you would uh, lead and guide this conversation that we're gonna have and that everyone would Hmm. meet you in a really unique way as we gather together. And we ask it in Jesus' name and all of God's people said... Amen. 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 Thank you, Daniel. Okay, so I mentioned this a moment ago, but last month on this special broadcast, you shared some pretty big news uh, with the Jesus is Real Real listeners. Uh, your brand new TV show, Real. How's that going, Daniel? Tell the listeners. You know, the, the television show, Real with Daniel Fusco, it's, I'm super humbled by what is happening. You know, the first mm. about uh, five or six shows have aired and people are really encouraging about it. You know, I met a couple people who came to Crossroads uh, just recently who saw the program and said, wow wow, this is right in our in our community. And so that is what it's all about for me. It's like just wanting to see people who are clicking through the channels on the TV. Maybe they'll stop and they'll, and they'll get to meet Jesus at street level. So I've been super encouraged and super excited about it. Yeah, it, it's amazing what the Lord's doing, Daniel. I, I think you're a great example for the body of Christ. You know, you're someone who's, you've simply said yes to Jesus and you've done that on a regular basis and just look what God's done. Um, now, can you tell listeners, what's the latest besides the new TV show? What's happening at Crossroads Community Church? How did the first service at the new Portland campus go? Well, you know, Josh, things are going amazing here at Crossroads. At, on the same weekend that we launched the Portland campus, our Southwest Portland campus of Crossroads, uh, which went amazing. People are super excited. Uh, I started a brand new series uh, in the book of Daniel called Friction. Oh, cool. And so the folks in Southwest Portland are just absolutely like, it's just awesome. What God, tons of people. It's super exciting. But on the same day that we launched the new campus in Southwest Portland, we also launched another service here in our Vancouver campus. So now we have services at 9 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., and 6 p.m. And so, you know, so we're, God's doing a work and and we're uh, growing. And like we always say that at Crossroads, we want to simply respond to Jesus. And, and, you know, that's what I always encourage people. Like, you know, when I want to keep saying yes to Jesus Mm. because Jesus wants to transform the world 
world. And I want to be right in the middle of all that. And so my job is just to keep saying yes. And what I always find is that God invites us into things that we would have never chosen for ourselves, Mm -hmm. but it's exactly what he has for us. And so I just think the simple trust just to say, okay, Lord, well, let's go do that is pretty awesome. Yeah. That humble obedience. That's awesome. Well, last month in January, Daniel, we talked about the importance of change. You shared some simple steps for change and we shared with the listeners about the amazing new real bracelets. It's pretty cool, right? You know, it is really cool. You know, I, I'm wearing my real bracelet as I'm talking right now. And, you know, and it just reminds me every day cool. that God's doing a work in me. And, uh, and I just want to be real with mm-hmm. the Lord and real about it. And, I, and it's fun seeing people wearing those things too, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Well, let's dive right into the topic today. Um, first, as I mentioned earlier, Pastor Daniel's second book, honestly hit the shelves not too long ago. Uh, Today, we're going to circle back around and dive a little deeper into some of the topics, Daniel, that you covered in your book. First, Daniel, could you give listeners a little background as to why you wrote this book? Yeah, I wrote the book because I'm a pastor and I, and I love, and I'm not just a pastor, but I love people and I'm always fascinated with people. And I kept noticing that in everyone I spoke to and in my own life and is that just this fact that life is messy. And, and one of the things that I really feel really strongly about as a, as a pastor and as a Bible teacher is to be real with people about what life is really like. And so uh, I just started noticing for everyone, life is messy. And I found myself saying, man, life is messy. Life is messy. But I always say, but life is messy, but Jesus is real. You know, and uh, I was preparing to teach a series on Paul's letter to the Ephesians. And it dawned on me that the apostle Paul wrote all of his letters because life is messy and Jesus is real. All these churches that he planted or churches he was seeking to partner with, he wrote to them because there were issues there and God was leveraging those issues to get his work done. And so I'm like, oh man, so I ended up calling that series Life is Messy. And we ended up taking that series verse by verse through the book of Ephesians. And then we kind of refit it and, and, and wrote some new stuff and, and, and wrote honestly, which it's been really encouraging to hear how uh, it's been busting people. Yeah, I know it's encouraged a, a lot of folks. Well, the first point uh, that we want to dive into, we're going to talk about, it really ties into what we talked about last last month in January. The first step for change we talked about, that's admitting that you've got a problem, that you need help, you need to change. And honestly, Daniel, you begin with the phrase, acknowledge the mess. Would you unpack that a little bit for us? Sure. Well, in the book, honestly, there's actually two different structures that I put together. One was Paul's letter to the Ephesians and the other, I love... Uh, improvised music, jazz, and and I'm mm-hmm. you know an upright and electric bass player, and so my favorite jazz album is John Coltrane's "A Love Supreme," and th- and that piece of music comes in four movements: mm-hmm. acknowledgement, resolution, pursuance, and psalm. And so we actually, the theme of the book is actually based around those four movements of John Coltrane's "A Love Supreme" as well, because uh, for a lot of people, you know, jazz just sounds messy; it sounds like noise, but there's a lot of things going on. And so the the first step in the process is to acknowledge the mess. And and really, what it is is that for each one of us. Uh, we just have to be real about the fact that everything isn't perfect. I mean, Jesus right. is perfect, That's right. but our lives are uh, less than ideal in a lot of ways. And, and what I've found is that we people love Jesus, but there's yeah. still all sorts of struggles. There's relational struggles, there's health struggles, and there's job struggles, and there's financial struggles, and there's uh, problems with our kids, kids mm-hmm. and, and, and things aren't really quite working out, even though we love the Lord. And so, you know, that first step is just to be able to say, things are messy. 
-hmm. life is messy. I'm imperfect, even though I love a perfect God, you know? Mm -hmm. And so uh, just that simple, humble ability to say, this is who I really am. This is what my life really looks like. It's very freeing for people. I think it is acknowledging that, that there's mess all around us, not just in our own lives, but in the world itself. It's crucial. Daniel, why do you think so many people try to make the Christian life a, a bed of roses or pie in the sky, I guess? Why do we try and sweep the messiness of life under the rug? Well, I think we do it for a couple of reasons. I think you know, personally, we're all insecure in some different ways. And I think we mm. want to always put our best foot forward. I mean, social yeah. media, it's like everyone's life looks perfect on there, you know? And so <laughs> yeah. I think part of it is just like our own, it's our own pride, not wanting to be like, yeah, I'm really bummed out about this thing. And so I think that's one side right. of it. And I think the other side is Christians. I think we have this idea that if we tell people that our life is messy, that they're going to think that God isn't real. And so in some ways it's, it's, and that's, you know, a, a kind of a noble reason to want to hide the struggles of life. And so I think, but what I found is that when, when people know that you're a Christian and you're real about like, look, this is kind of a mess right now. And I don't really know what doing, but I, I'm, I'm learning how to trust God in the process. Yeah. Somebody who isn't a believer could say, oh, my life's messy too. Maybe I should learn how to trust God in the process, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I think there's a number of reasons why we try and keep, uh, the more vulnerable parts of our lives hidden. It's so true. Acknowledgement, that that first step. Well, let's move on to that second, we'll call it the movement. The second part in your book, as you mentioned, is resolution. Now, this seems to be the part where everyone, they want a quick fix uh, for messiness. What do you mean in your book, honestly? What do you mean by resolution? Well, like I like to say, so if acknowledging the mess that life is messy and the resolution is that, is that Jesus is real. And so mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways, it's like, if you feel sick, that's the mess. And then when you go to the doctor, whatever the, the prescription or the remedy is that that's the resolution. And really for me, right. it's about the death and resurrection of Jesus. It's Jesus mm-hmm. is, I mean, think about it. The crucifixion of Jesus was hands down one of the most messiest situations in history. But it was also mm-hmm. the way that we were resolved in our relationship with God. While we were enemies of God, Jesus died for us and we put our faith and trusted him and we were born again. Now all of a sudden we, we are part of God's family. And so you, there would be nothing more depressing than writing a book that life is messy and just talking about all the messes of life. But really that mess gives way to the resolution where we see Jesus not as the Lord despite the mess, but the Lord of the mess, the Lord who can work in and through through the mess to reveal himself mm. in us and uh, to us and through us into uh, a hurting world. Amen. Sounds like the gospel <laughs> to me. Um, okay. That's right. So we start by acknowledging that there's problems, there's messiness in us, there's messiness all around us. Then we come to terms with where, maybe better said, I, could, I should say, who can help us. Uh, let's let's move on to part three, the pursuance. Now, are you talking specifically about pursuing God? What, what do you mean by pursuance exactly? Yeah, so what I mean by pursuance is that everyone's life is messy, right? And then Jesus is meant to be the center of our lives. And so there's a day that if you're listening and you're, and you're a Christian, there's a day that you became born again where, where you were justified, where you were uh, the, the spirit of God dwelt in you, where you were forgiven of all your mistakes. But that begins the journey. In a lot of ways, it's like when someone takes a, when a baby takes their first step, everyone gets excited, but that's the first of a million steps, 
You know, on the day someone gets married, we get, we celebrate that and we love that, but that is the beginning of a lifetime of marriage. And so Mm, for us, pursuance is the fact that every single day we should be growing as we pursue God. And ultimately we find we pursue God because God is always pursuing us. And so the idea of pursuance Uh, is about, mm. it's about living life every single day uh, with Jesus as the Lord over the mess, walking with Jesus, walking in grace, walking in peace and learning how to navigate a messy world in the presence of God and in the spirit. Mm. Amen. Amen. Pursuing, pursuing God in the midst of it almost. Um, let's talk about the fourth part, this, this final section, um, in your book, honestly, you've entitled this Psalm and, uh, now I've read the book, so I don't want to give too much away here, but this is really the meat of it. Can you tell the listeners what the Psalm has to do? Uh, with the messiness of life. Well, you know, obviously when we think of Psalms, we always think of uh, the largest single book in the Bible. There's 150 Psalms. Right. But the word Psalm is literally a song. And so uh, I love this mm. idea that that the Psalm is the song that we are meant to sing as we move through life. And really it's the song of love. Uh, the Bible says the greatest of these is love. When they mm. asked Jesus what the greatest commandment was, he said, love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. And the second commandment is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And so I didn't want to I didn't want to talk about the messiness of life and the fact that Jesus is real unless we just put the fact that as we're pursuing God and as God is pursuing us, as we're moving through a messy world, we are called to sing a song of radical love every single day. Because it's amazing, mm. in the midst of a, a dreary world, a, a a joyful, jubilant song of love, even in the midst of the mess. It's such, it, it, it's like water in a desert. It's, it's like, it's like food mm. after you haven't eaten in a while. It's just, it's such a relief. Mm. It's, it's something that satiates the human soul. And I really just want to encourage all my brothers and sisters who are reading it to sing that song. Let Jesus sing his song of love through us in the midst of a messy and broken world. Daniel, uh, would you give listeners, um, and uh, we've gone over these four parts, but I'd love for you to even expand even more on each of these four sections of your book. And I want to give that title one more time for listeners. Honestly, getting real about Jesus and our messy lives and its acknowledgement, resolution, pursuance, and psalm. Would you speak to those four sections uh, one more time? So if you want to move through this world and you want to get better and not bitter, right? Because you can move through the world and because it's messy, you can either you can either make you bitter or it can make you better. So in order to make sure we get better, because that's what Jesus is interested in. He's interested in us growing every single day. That's what sanctification means, right? right? Like we are being set apart that's every right. single day. So it begins first, we acknowledge the mess. We begin to own our lives and we don't hide it anymore. We simply say, look, my life is messy. Right, we we begin to acknowledge it mm-hmm. and 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 be able to say this is something that is hard for me. Or, this is something that's not working out the way that I want. We acknowledge it, but then would it, whenever we acknowledge it, we always come to Jesus. We see, we learn, and we and we say, Lord, will you help me see how the death and resurrection of Jesus and His ascension resolves this mess in my heart? Not that it's going to change the mm. details of the mess, but it changes us in the midst of the mess. Because we see Jesus working in and through it. And once we see Jesus, then we begin to pursue Jesus as he is pursuing us. And we're Mm -hmm. walking and moving through this life. And we're dealing with all sorts of things. But we're saying, Lord, you are good and you are doing good. And you are at work leveraging all this stuff 
to, to grow me up. And as that's all happening, then we say, I want to sing this psalm of love, the song of love into this world. That it, through my messy life and the messy things that I'm dealing with, I just want to be the person who is loving God and loving people, letting God's love flow into my life, enlarging my heart and flowing through my life into the lives of other people. So that's, you know, acknowledgement, resolution, pursuance, and psalm, the four movements of my book, Honestly. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Daniel. Uh, I want to take a moment to talk right now uh, directly to the Jesus is Real listener. If you're like me, you probably need these sorts of reminders on a regular basis. Tools like Pastor Daniel's book, Honestly Getting Real About Jesus and Our Messy Lives, they're wonderful. I'm going to share with you in a moment how you can get your very own copy of this book. But first, Pastor Daniel, would you pray for the Jesus is Real listeners right now? Absolutely. Father, For my brothers and sisters who are hearing my voice, I ask that you would reveal yourself to and through each one of us in a more pronounced way today than you did yesterday. Father, we want to see you in everything, Lord, even in the midst of our mess. And Lord, give us the grace and the humility to acknowledge the messes of our lives, to not uh, hide them away and not talk about, but, but we only to say, this is an area of struggle and trial. And to also, Lord, we want to see you as the, as the centerpiece, the resolution of it all. And Lord, as we walk through this messy world with messy lives, that we would pursue you as you've pursued us, that we would keep our eyes above the waves mm. and on you. And Lord, that your Amen. love would move in and through our lives into this world, that people would know that you are real and that you love them with a, an eternal love, a never stopping love. And so Father, do all that you mm. want to do in each one of our lives and keep us close to you, God. And we ask it all in Jesus' name and all of God's kids said, Amen. 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 Daniel, thanks so much for taking time out of your schedule to join me. I know that Jesus is real listeners, I, I, like I do, they look forward to this special broadcast each month. Thank you uh, for joining me today in the studio. Josh, God bless you. Much love, everybody. We thought it might be helpful to hear a couple passages from Pastor Daniel's book. So here's Pastor Daniel reading an excerpt from part one of his book entitled, Honestly, Getting Real About Jesus and Our Messy Lives. This section is entitled, Acknowledgement. For many of us, many of us, the issue with God is that somewhere along life's way, we prayed that he would do something and he didn't. So we've concluded that God isn't worth trusting or asking or simply that God doesn't exist. Better off to trust ourselves. Even if we fail time after time, at least we're predictable. At least we won't get our hopes up only to have them crushed. I often wonder what Mary and Martha thought when Jesus showed up late after their brother had already died. I wonder what Mary and Martha thought after Jesus brought their brother back to life and they became the family with the guy who used to be dead. It wasn't simple. It wasn't understandable. Their plan made a lot more sense than what Jesus actually chose to do. But here's the truth. God's purposes and plans sometimes often don't run in the same direction as ours. We feel like it's wrong to admit, God, I struggle with the fact that you did this thing. It isn't wrong, but since we think it is, we can become bitter. We continue to think God did wrong by us because we continue to think that God should have followed our way instead. 
I'm not going to contradict that per se, but I am going to ask a question we often leave unasked. If we claim our ways would have been better for God to follow, we're making an assumption that we're both wiser and more loving than God. So here's the question. Have you ever lived an entire day with perfect love and perfect wisdom? I've never even lived an hour like that. Honestly, I've never even lived a minute like that. So I'm learning to give God the benefit of the doubt on the whole purposes and plans things. I'm learning to be able to trust God, a God who is more mysterious than many of my religious colleagues are willing to let on. I'm learning it isn't really even necessary for me to have clarity on the mess. I'm willing to admit at least when I'm being honest that I might not fully understand the extent of God's love and wisdom, that maybe God can see the mess better than I can and not just see it, but deal with it, transform and redeem it. Sometimes trusting him to do that feels impossibly hard, doesn't it? Now, here's Pastor Daniel with a section from part two in his book entitled, Honestly, Getting Real About Jesus. This section is called Resolution. Honestly, the mess never goes away. It just doesn't. But here's what Jesus means for you right now, today, in the midst of your mess. Jesus is a gift for the mess. The presence of Jesus is our present in the mess. Not a golden ticket out of the mess, but a gift within it. This isn't about pie-in-the-sky escapism. Christians sometimes get knocked for being so heavenly-minded that we're no earthly good. But Jesus wants to share the life of God with us starting now. God knows what it's like to be a soul in a body with every longing and temptation and desire and need our bodies produce. God became human, literally human, and part of the reason was to teach us how to walk. We all have to walk through the mess. You do and I do. That's what the next section is about. That there isn't really an alternative. Life is walking through the mess. But instead of walking through the mess alone, you can walk through it with Jesus. That may sound trivial. It isn't. Not even close. Let that marinate for a moment. You get to walk through your life with Jesus. Jesus created the world then became part of that world, a messy human, just like you and me. Yet he lived perfectly before God and people. Yet he allowed himself to be killed, then was raised back to everlasting life by God's power. And he didn't stop there. Ephesians 1, 21 and 22 tells us that God set him on a throne in deep heaven in charge of running the universe, everything from galaxies to governments, no name and no power exempt from his rule. And not just for the time being, but forever. He is in charge of it all, has the final word on everything. And that's the person you have walking with you through the mess. That means everything. That changes everything. We can't escape the mess. The messiness of life is the real deal, but Jesus is the realer deal. And he won't let us escape him because he's the one who can do far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams, including making dead people alive, alive forever and alive now, even as we walk through this life. What you just heard is only a couple of portions from Pastor Daniel's new book entitled, Honestly, Getting Real About Jesus and Our Messy Lives. Pastor Daniel read an excerpt from part one entitled Acknowledgement and part two entitled Resolution. It's our prayer that these excerpts, these glimpses into this wonderful book will whet your appetite and challenge you to pick up your very own copy. 
Pastor Daniel's new book entitled Honestly Getting Real About Jesus and Our Messy Lives is available now. I'm going to be back in just a moment to tell you about how you can get your very own copy. Thanks for joining us today. Jesus is Well, today's program was packed full of great insights from Pastor Daniel. Daniel and I spent some time talking about the four sections of his brand new book entitled, Honestly, Getting Real About Jesus and Our Messy Lives. And a moment ago, you heard Pastor Daniel read a couple of portions from part one and part two of the book, from acknowledgement to resolution to pursuance and concluding with Psalm, each of the four sections of this book carefully address the process of facing the messiness of this life and then the ultimate solution. We want to be sure that every Jesus is Real radio listener has their very own copy of this book. Honestly, getting real about Jesus in our messy lives. You know, it's our joy to bring you Jesus is Real radio each and every day here on this station. And as with any ministry, there are expenses involved. Every broadcast you hear on Jesus Is Real Radio has been professionally produced, and we purchase time on many radio stations all over the United States. We could use your help. Would you prayerfully consider supporting Jesus Is Real Radio? Even the smallest donation has an impact. Throughout the month of February, we'd love to offer you a copy of Pastor Daniel's book, Honestly, Getting Real About Jesus and Our Messy Lives, when you support Jesus Is Real Radio with a gift of $20 or more. Your support helps Jesus Is Real Radio continue and expand. It's our heart's desire to impact the world with the message that Jesus is real. To support Jesus Is Real Radio with your gift of $20 or more, log on to JesusIsRealRadio.com. Then click on Partner from the main menu. There you'll be able to support Jesus Is Real Radio with a one-time gift of $20 or even monthly support. Again, to support Jesus Is Real Radio and receive your own copy of Honestly, Getting Real About Jesus and Our Messy Lives, check out JesusIsRealRadio.com and click on Partner. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us again for the next edition of Jesus Is Real Radio.